Welcome to the Socialette Podcast, where we empower you with the marketing know-how you need to create the business of your dreams. I'm your host, Steph Taylor, and I'm a marketing nerd, Shiraz lover, and passport stamp collector. Join me as I dive into all things small business marketing and deliver them to you in bite-sized, fluff-free lessons every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Let's get learning. Welcome to episode three of the Socialette podcast. Last episode, we looked at all the things you need to have in place before you can successfully market your business. Strategy is one of these things, and you're probably sick of hearing it. And frankly, I'm sick of saying it, but strategy is your roadmap to achieving your vision. It's pretty bloody important. My vision, you say? Well, it's that big, scary thing you want to achieve someday in the future. Like I said last episode, everything you do either brings you closer to that vision or takes you further away from it. Your strategy simply makes sure that you're on track to achieving your short-term goals and it brings you closer to achieving your long-term vision. That's strategy, right? What are tactics? Well, tactics are the actions that you take. So for example, running a Facebook Live is a tactic. Running Facebook ads, engaging with people on Instagram, those are all tactics. You can chase after the latest popular tactics. So for example, if everyone's hosting webinars, you can host a webinar or you can let your strategy guide your tactics. Maybe hosting webinars doesn't actually fit into your strategy. It doesn't bring you closer to your goals and it ends up being a waste of your time. Or maybe it does fit into your strategy, but you need to host your webinar on a certain topic or to a certain audience in order for it to be in line with your vision. If you know how a tactic fits into your strategy, you can make sure you're using your precious time and energy in the most effective way possible. However, most small business owners focus on the tactics without thinking about the strategy. Chasing after tactics might get you results, but you'll wind up feeling overwhelmed at how many things there are to do, because there are a lot of things out there to do. You'll hinder your results by spreading yourself too thinly And you'll end up not focusing on the most strategic tactics and you won't develop that consistency that is consistently showing up for your audience. You need to consistently do things rather than just blindly chasing after the latest tactic. How do you pull together a marketing strategy? Is it something you need to go and fork out hundreds or thousands of dollars for? No, it's not. When we do these for clients, yes, they're often 50 pages long, but yours doesn't have to be that in-depth just yet. A short, simple strategy is more than enough if you're a one-man band and you know your business inside out. You can literally draw it on the back of a napkin if you like, (laughs) just as long as it's on paper or on digital paper. So let's get started with your strategy. Step one, set some SMART goals. So S-M-A-R-T. You've probably heard of these before, and if you're thinking about how much you hate goal setting right now, let me tell you, you probably don't hate it as much as I do. It sucks. But it's so necessary, so you have to suck it up and you got to get on with it. On your piece of paper or napkin or iPad or whatever, write four headings. Six months, 12 months, five years, 10 years. And under each of these headings, I want you to set a couple of goals for each. Make sure your goals are smart. So specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound. So specific, they need to be pretty clear what you want to achieve. Measurable, you need to have some sort of um, measure. So it might be 
a number or a KPI or something that you can measure reliably. Achievable, don't go setting yourself goals to make a seven-figure revenue in six months if you're just starting out. That's not achievable and it's just going to end up demotivating you. Again, realistic, kind of the same thing as achievable and time-constrained if you're saying you've got to set a little time limit for yourself. Otherwise, you'll just keep procrastinating. For example, you could say make a six-figure revenue in the next 12 months. For your 10-year goal, I want you to dream really big. So one of my 10-year goals is to have a team of 20 people in an office by the beach on the Sunshine Coast in Australia. It's not that huge of a goal and it's achievable, but it's just it's a long-term vision that whenever I'm having a bad day, I think about this beachside office I'm going to have with this awesome team and it keeps me motivated. If you're a service-based business, you could also think about including some dream clients in your goals. So they might be really big businesses that you could not, like right now, you can't imagine ever working with them, but that you'd love to work with. Just add them into your long-term goals because it gives you something to be focused on. Step two, you need to set some marketing objectives. So you've got your SMART goals. Now you need to think about what to do to achieve these. Let's say, for example, you set the goal of making a six-figure revenue in 12 months. Say that you sell a $1,000 online course. You need to sell 100 of these to hit six figures. If just 2% of your email list converts into paying customers, you need to build an email list with 5,000 people on it. All right, so 2% of 5,000 is 100 people, and 100 people times $1,000 is $100,000. There's your six-figure revenue. So in this example, your marketing objective would be grow my email list to 5,000 subscribers in six months' time. It's a smart goal. Specific. It's measurable. 5,000 subscribers. It's achievable. It's realistic. And it's time-constrained because it's six months. 5,000 might sound like a lot of subscribers right now, but if you put a strategy in place and you're willing to invest a little in Facebook ads, then it's definitely realistic. Maybe as part of your, your way to achieve your goals, you need to boost brand awareness, in which case you could set some objectives around growing your Instagram following or participating in some influencer marketing. These are just some examples. Your objectives can be anything to do with any of the platforms that you're present on and that your audience is present on. Step three is to know your audience. I touched on this very briefly last episode, but I cannot stress how important this is. You need to think beyond their demographics. Think about things like what their problems are, what their hopes and dreams are, like what keeps them awake at three o'clock in the morning. If you know your audience inside out, creating content for them and marketing to them becomes so easy. Create an ideal customer avatar or two or three and give them a name and give them characteristics and think about these different things like their problems, their hopes, their dreams. Yes, the demographics are important, but their psychographics and their interests are also very important. And from now on, I want everything you do in your business to be for these ideal customer avatars. Every time you do something, ask yourself, what would Jane Doe think of this? Finally, you need to think about which platforms your audience are on, because there's no point being on Pinterest if you're marketing to middle-aged plumbers. Step four is to plan your content. So think about what problems you can solve for your ideal customer, and then brainstorm how you can solve these problems using content. So for example, my ideal customer often struggles to reach new audiences, which is something I've solved with my free ebook on 50 ways to promote your content. 
which as a side note, you can download that one from stephtaylor.co forward slash three. <laughs> you don't need to create a free downloadable for every single problem they have though. A couple of solid ones are a good idea. Other content that you can use to solve these problems includes blog posts, social media posts, video content, audio, like a podcast or a mini podcast using Anchor, webinars, Facebook Lives, etc., etc., etc. Again, think about where your audience is present and don't feel like you have to be everywhere. So, for example, for me, podcasting was a natural thing because my audience is very busy and they love to consume knowledge on the go. I know that by being present on podcasts, my audience is there and it makes reaching them a lot easier and it's a strategic move because I'm not wasting my time by sharing content on a platform where it's just going to land on deaf ears. Your content topics are super important as well. So don't write about organic food products when you're trying to sell Facebook ad services. Map out a couple of core topics and make sure that they tie in with your long-term goals. Your content should ideally position you as the expert or as the best in your space. And it should really be adding value to your ideal customer or ideal client's life. So try to avoid writing about your business too much. Yes, it's nice to know that you've opened a new branch. And yeah, that's something you should post on social media, but it's not worthy of an entire blog post or an entire podcast episode. Step five, you need to plan your promotion and your tactics. So once you've created your content, think about how you'll promote it. Here's a little hint. Think about where your audience hangs out. So if they're on Facebook groups, promote it there. If they're on Instagram, promote it there. And for more ideas on how you can promote your content, download my free ebook, 50 Ways to Promote Your Content from stephtaylor.co forward slash three. That's S-T-E-P-H-T-A-Y-L-O-R dot C-O forward slash three. It helps to map your content promotion and your tactics out on a calendar, just so that you can make sure that you're consistently showing up for your audience. You don't have to plan a whole year in advance, but if you know roughly what topics you're going to cover and when you're going to post on each platform, then at least you have some direction and that forms a basis for your consistency. Step six and the final step is you need to execute. So there's no point having a strategy looking all pretty on paper if you can't actually put it into action. Stop sitting there and get out there, create the content, put your strategy into action and get present on those platforms. And that's it. That wasn't so bad, was it? Strategy is not as terrible as we all think it is. And yes, I've said it before. I've said, I'll say it again. It's pretty bloody important. So go through this episode, pause it if you need to stop and write and just get it done. Head to stephtaylor.co forward slash three for the show notes and to download the free 50 ways to promote your content ebook. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss my new lessons coming out every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And if you like the show, please, please, please rate it and leave a review in iTunes. I will love you forever. <laughs> all right. That's all from me. Thank you very much. And I'll catch you here next episode. 